Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission for all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 4 on page 347 and 11 on page 354. Hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. Thou hast set me at liberty when I was in trouble. Have mercy upon me, and hearken unto my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye blaspheme my honor, and have such pleasure in vanity, and seek after falsehood? Know this also the Lord hath chosen to himself the man that is godly. When I call upon the Lord, he will hear me. Stand in awe, and sin not. Commune with your own heart, and in your chamber, and be still. Offer the sacrifice of righteousness, and put your trust in the Lord. There may be many that say, Who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up the light of thy countenance upon us. Thou hast put gladness in my heart, yea, more than when the oil and corn and wine increase. I will lay me down in peace and take my rest, for it is thou, Lord, only that makest me dwell in safety. In the Lord put I my trust. How say ye then to my soul that she should flee as a bird unto the hill? For lo, the ungodly bend their bow, and make ready their arrows within the quiver, that they may privily shoot at them which are true of heart. If the, fountain, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple, the Lord's seed is in heaven. His eyes consider the poor, and his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord approveth the righteous, but the ungodly in him that delighteth in wickedness doth his soul abhor. 
Upon the ungodly he shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, storms, and tempests. This shall be their portion to drink. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance will behold the thing that is just. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem and cry out to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, and the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice said, Cry out. And he said, What shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God stands forever. O Zion, you who bring good tidings, get up into the high mountain. O Jerusalem, you who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold, the Lord God shall come with a strong hand, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom, and gently lead those who are with young. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name and his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the thirteenth verse of the first chapter of the first epistle of St. Peter. Therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, 
not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear, knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, he indeed was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who through him believe in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you, here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, that in Jesus Christ his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty Father, who has given thine only Son to die for our sins and to rise again for our justification, grant us so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness, 
that we may always serve thee in pureness of living and truth, through the merits of the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. Love thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Um, just some quick thoughts, mostly about our, our Old Testament lesson. You know, throughout Isaiah, he has been prophesying and telling of the coming destruction of Jerusalem and the temple. And now that he's finished telling this stuff, he is now entering into a phase of giving encouragement, what will sustain the, the faithful remnant in captivity in Babylon. And so he's giving them encouragement and teaching them how to maintain themselves in the face of adversity. This will also be a, 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 a thing played out in, in Peter's first epistle, in that at the time he is writing, he is in, in, in you know, Rome, and he's talking to the church who has, you know, mostly a Gentile church at this point. And they have been won over by the gospel as as all, all of us have been won over by the gospel. And then he's talking to these people who now face increasing persecution from their, you know, from the culture at large, from the people that they they used to be part of. You know, they could understand how the Jewish authorities would be threatened by Jesus. But now they have been converted by this good news and can't really fathom why all life has not changed. The world is still corrupt, and why are they facing this corruption? And so Peter writes to them to give them encouragement and to talk about how, how we maintain ourselves in, in suffering. And this is something that, that Isaiah is talking about. The people have been carried away into captivity. They have seen the temple destroyed. What then is the basis of their faith? What then is the basis of their relationship with God? And it's just that. The important thing in this world is our relationship with God. It is not the things of this world. It's not the, the you know, stuff we get. Oftentimes, you know, we'll pray thinking, you know, God, give me this thing, and this will solve all my problems, and in a subtle way, this will prove that you are real. Well, that's exactly the wrong way to look at it. The right way to think of it is, I want this thing because I have these issues, because I have these fears and doubts, and my hope is that this thing will alleviate those fears. But the important thing is, 
is to trust in you, to trust in God, in my fears and doubts. And so this is what will sustain the people in captivity. And most importantly here, this future hope that Isaiah is talking about is will eventually become a point of contention because for the the the, the hearers who will read Isaiah later on will see this as the fulfillment as a thing of this world as in a restored temple but we know from this passage how it's quoted in all four gospels that the hope that the prophet is talking about is Jesus himself, his coming. He is going to be the one that comforts and does all these things. This, the voice of one crying in the wilderness is John the Baptist. And the wilderness that he's talking about is the wilderness of our own hearts, our own alienation from God. And it is Jesus who bridges that gap, who enters into the wilderness of humanity and sustains us and becomes that mountain that we all strive towards. He becomes the new temple. And so this is, you know, instructive for us and, and an important thing to do is to always focus on our relationship with God and always strive to always be growing that and growing in our understanding of that as the central reality of our existence and the, the central hope of our resurrection is in that relationship with God. It's a life, an eternal life without God is hell. So the the joy and the hope that we have in the resurrection is one of relationship with God and with others. And so, the, you know, how do we always keep that in mind? If the thing that sustains us is the love of God, how do we maintain that? We, it can't be just something that we believe in our heads. It can't be a cognitive thing where, Yes, I know God loves me, and that's that's not going to be enough. It has to be that experience of love of God. It has to be that lived reality where we experience the love of God at all times. And that can be difficult for us to maintain. We can lose sight of that very easily. That's losing sight of that is what causes us to succumb to our own disordered desires and wants. It's what causes us to sin as a way of alleviating the, the, the emptiness that we can feel in our, our, ourselves rather than turning to God. And I have found that the, the most important thing in, to maintain that understanding and that experience of the love of God is by loving other people. It is through giving of our own love to others where we most fully feel the love of God at all times. And so that includes even people that are difficult to love. And one of the most difficult persons that we, in our experience, we will have in loving someone 
are those broken and damaged parts of ourselves. Oftentimes, the, 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 our most hated person, the, our most disliked person, are those aspects of ourselves that we try to deny and get rid of. And it's essential in order to experience the true fullness of God's love is to take those parts of ourselves that we don't like, that we are ashamed of. And it's not to elevate them and say that they're, they're good things. It's not to say that when we love them, these parts of ourselves, that we're excusing our own behavior, but it's to recognize that they are aspects of ourselves that are in need of not just our love, but God's love. God loves us despite our flaws. And so looking at those aspects of ourselves and acknowledging them and realizing they are parts of us that we can love is the only way that those parts of ourselves can change and become better. Those are the only ways that we can fully experience God's love. Because if we deny those aspects of ourselves, we cannot have the full experience of God's love for our whole selves. So just some thoughts about tonight's lessons. We continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. The light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father John. Good evening, everyone. Good night, everybody.